0: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools.
1: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools' talk radio show on 103.9 FM WKRM. Today on the bus, we have some special guests from the Riverside Elementary School. We have with us the principal, Mr. Reggie Holmes. Welcome,
2: Reggie. Welcome, Jax. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Oh, my pleasure. And Reggie brought with him a guest, and that is Miss Julia Moser.
2: Hey, hey, Is it Moser? It's Moser. Moser.
1: I got it, Moser. Julia is a kindergarten teacher at Riverside Elementary. She's going to give us the ins and outs of kindergarten teaching. Hey, uh, Reggie, let's jump right into some things we've been talking about here recently and what's going on in our our district right now. As uh, most people know, this will air saturday sunday and monday right before the thanksgiving break um we went remote learning on the 17th and we currently are all remote in the entire district um reggie tell us a little bit about how the remote is being handled at riverside elementary and you
2: have you're still providing meals correct oh that's yes that's correct um we actually had some great turnout this week with our meals um Tuesday, our cafeteria uh, prepared 200 meals. Wednesday, 500. Thursday, 398. And Friday, which is today, they've already prepared 1,200 meals. Wow. That's
1: a big jump. 200, 500, 400, basically, and then 1,200. Why such a big
2: jump on a Friday? Uh, Well, one, is because they created an extra meal today. Uh, Today, they actually prepared three meals. So they have something for the weekend? That's correct. Uh, The other days, they could prepare prepared Breakfast and lunch for for our families, and not only our families, but they actually the entire community of Columbia. And uh, today they prepare three meals just to sort of have us something to on for the weekend.
1: That is so cool. That means, and right now, and, and in case you didn't know, in Murray County, meals are free to any anybody eighteen and under in the county, and that means Murray County Public Schools can feed meals to. Anyone doesn't necessarily have to be a
2: student, correct, Reggie? Yeah, that's correct. Any anyone as long as you're in Murray County, yeah, come by,
1: come by and get a free meal. That's a really great, and that's a, a federally, a state or federally
2: funded program. Yes, it's uh, the. The school system gets a reimbursement from the federal government on the meals they serve.
1: Excellent. That's really great. And we, uh, me and Reggie just recently talked about doing something special for next week. Um, As you've heard me say on the radio and you may have seen on our social media, we do what they call the Galilee Food Giveaway. It's with the Well Outreach, who we had on last week, uh, Ms. Shelley Sasson. Um, They are going to be at Riverside Elementary from 10 a.m. to 11:30 a.m. on Tuesday, that's next Tuesday. What date is that? Tuesday the. Everybody's looking at yeah, their everybody calendars. The Everybody's to, looking to, at their phones. So you The 24th. Tuesday the 24th. From 10 a.m. to 11:30 at Riverside Elementary School, the Galilee food boxes are going to be
2: given away. That's 10 meals and 10 snacks in a box. And uh, those will be ready to serve in our side parking lot to school. So uh, very easy to find our school because we're downtown Columbia, uh, right behind the courthouse. You uh, can actually uh, view the courthouse from our, from our building. And uh, we're adjacent to the Riverwalk area.
1: Hey, I I got some questions I'm going to ask you a little bit later about the river and the school. Um, This is a fantastic opportunity. Uh, The cafeteria will be closed next week, correct?
2: Yes, that's correct. They'll be closed, uh, spending time with their families. And uh, if the remote continues after after we get back from Thanksgiving break, they'll be serving again Monday through Friday.
1: Yeah, and the school district, the entire district is tentatively scheduled to come back on Monday, November 30th. So if we return back as planned... Um, cafeteria and everything will be back in line and the Galilee food program will continue to go on until the end of the year with the well outreach I'm really happy we were able to get that at uh, Riverside this coming week especially since the cafeterias are closed and we will also be serving um, additionally from 10 to 11.30 a.m. at um, Riverside and then after that we're going to be from 12 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. at McDowell and that will be in the parking lot behind the school so there's two opportunities for residents and students and, and need to come out and get um, Galilee food packs um, from either Riverside or McDowell that's a great program alright so you told us about this amazing amount of meals that they're creating I remember when we went um, out earlier this year we used to keep track of it do you remember that?
2: yes I remember that
1: we were up some big numbers boy we were serving a lot of meals it was really great um, the cafeteria workers stepped it up uh, the school administration stepped up and a lot of people that were hungry got meals.
2: Yeah, it was uh, it's very rewarding, and also um, it it really it really uh, it really makes your heart feel feel warm when you know you're helping the community. And uh, I was able to help pass out meals in the spring and uh, part of the summer, and uh, the gratitude from our from people in our community is enormous.
1: Yeah, I was actually lucky enough to come over and see you do that at one time, or maybe a couple times, out there in the side lot of the parking lot, uh, handing out some meals. Um, Let's um talk about a little bit about this PTO organization, Parent Teachers Organization that you have at Riverside Elementary.
2: That's correct. Uh, our Parent Teacher Organization is uh, is strong and it's uh, continuing to get better. Uh, we do have a new president this year and um, and it's been challenges naturally with the COVID going on, so we have been able to do our activities like we normally have. Uh, however, through uh funds that they generated last year, they were able to purchase uh four new picnic tables and uh they're high, high quality sturdy picnic tables. Uh they were assembled, to, assembled for us uh earlier this summer by um, by our friends at Destiny Church. And uh there we have some located uh in our, in a quarter, in a quarter area between the buildings and also on our playgrounds. So this is an opportunity for us to uh have tea and eat lunch sometimes outdoors and enjoy the fresh air.
1: Are these fairly close to the building? So if somebody wanted to come by with their uh, school device
2: and and get pick up the Wi-Fi that they could? Uh, yes, they definitely could. Uh, one of the things we ha- we had to know ahead of time because it is uh, gated around our playground now. Okay. Uh, thanks to Mr. Perman and his staff, we had new fencing, fencing and uh, so very secure. So we just need to let you in.
1: Hmm. Sounds reasonable. I mean, using the Wi-Fi and all. Yes. Hey, Reggie, let's, let's let's step back and tell... I've known you a little while now. Tell us a little bit about you and how you became to be a principal. Were you a teacher beforehand?
2: That's correct. I taught at Central High School for nine years. Um, pretty much taught math most of the time there. Oh, you probably know my girls. <laughs> <laughs> if they were there in the uh, mid and late 90s? Yes. Probably, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yes, I started my career at Central High School and um, taught there... Um, then from there, I was able to, uh, I was offered a position as assistant principal at Hampshire Union School. And uh, that was my first opportunity in administration and uh, spent a couple years at Hampshire. And uh, then I was asked to come uh, to Columbia and to uh, be assistant principal part-time between McDowell and Riverside. So on Monday and w- Monday Wednesdays, I was at uh, Riverside. Tuesday and Thursdays, I was at McDowell. And Friday, I alternated. Hmm. And uh, I did this for one year. And then the following year, I was offered the principalship at Riverside. Congratulations on that.
1: Thanks. I, I hear good things about Mr. Holmes at uh, Riverside Elementary. Um, many, many years ago, my uh, children went to Riverside Elementary.
2: Okay. Uh, was and it back when Mr. Wiles there, I guess? I believe so, yes. yes.
1: And I remember going into the school because I had one daughter that didn't like to listen. <laughs> and so I was <laughs> invited in to sit in class. Uh-huh. And I did that for like a week because I was on night shift and I did that for a week. And boy, oh, boy, did she change. <laughs> she got so much better and she went went on to become a straight A student.
2: <laughs> and that's still a practice. Well, during non-COVID time, there's still a practice we do in elementary schools. And uh, it is very helpful. It's A lot of times for the parents to come in and just take a peek at the child, making sure they're on task.
1: Yeah, and and all I was asked to do is just sit and observe and be there. And because you were a parent, was there for somebody that didn't want to necessarily listen? Boy, they sure changed. Yes, it made a big difference. I really enjoyed it too. Um, I, I played a big part of the um, whatever they were doing in the PTO at the at the school back then. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Riverside. Um, what other donations have you been getting from the community? I know a lot of our schools have partnerships um, with local merchants in our community. I see on our list here, you've got one you'd like to share.
2: Uh, yes. Most recently we received uh, teacher supplies from DBs. Uh, they brought some bags by the school uh, last week and i was passed those out to our teachers. And uh, a lot of times uh, people forget that uh, teachers need school supplies too, not only kids, but teachers too. Um, and then, uh, This week, we also received a donation from Miss Peggy Sims, a retired school teacher. She actually uh, uh, handcrafted a face mask for adults and for, for students. So she handmade some masks for you guys? Yes,
1: she did. Excellent. Are you wearing one today, my chance? Uh, actually, I'm not. Julia?
3: <laughs> no, no, I have on my other one. Um, that one is being washed, though. I have to wash <laughs> mine pretty often in kindergarten. It was funny <laughs>
1: that you mentioned being washed with face masks. It's become a part of our life. So mm-hmm. I've got a process, and I, and I dumped them all in my wife's basket yesterday, and I said, <laughs> Here's all my masks. She goes, Well, how long have you been collecting these? And I was like or five, 20 or 25 masks. I mean, because I bought so many at the beginning. And I needed different colors to match different shirts or whatever. And she goes, man, oh, man, that's a lot of masks. I said, yeah, don't touch them. They're really yucky. <laughs> they need to be washed. Um, but we find that that's a good process, like to mix them in with the, the wash. And then um, some of them you dry and some of them you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's so common now just to, to understand that, hey, I've got masks. I got a collection. I, I wear one a day, you know, for a day. And then I and I get a new one the next day. And then I put them in a, a plastic bag that I have a clean bag, plastic bag, mm-hmm. <laughs> a dirty and clean bag. And I run that process regularly. And it's, you know, it works out good. I heard one person say he does his with his whites and he puts them in his sock drawer. So mm-hmm. when he gets his socks out for the morning, he grabs a new mask for the morning. Uh, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what you do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That must be common for a lot of guys that it, just socks and masks are they yeah, they go kinda, together.
2: Go, yeah, it's synonymous now. Yeah. Because well, you can make a mask out of old socks. Uh, true. And actually, we had some that was uh, given to us back in the summer that was made from old socks. So, Well, Julia, let's hear, let's hear a little
1: bit from you before in this first segment before we go to break tell us a little bit about um, your experience and how long have you been a teacher
3: uh, let's see I've been teaching about six years I think this is
2: yes I six, think you're six
3: six year. Um and five of those in kindergarten at Riverside. Um and kindergarten that's that's where my heart is. I love it and I'll, I'll do it as long as I can. It's a um, passion
1: thing. I know it is because my daughter is. really loved it at the beginning. But then mm-hmm. she took the other job. it was their kindergarten wasn't available.
3: Yeah. What does she teach? What grade does she teach? She's teaching now? fifth grade right fifth now. Fifth grade. Okay. That yeah. is yeah. That's a change. Big change. Uh, my daughter's in fifth grade. So that's yeah two different worlds. And she's learning remotely. So I'm teaching. I feel like I'm teaching fifth and kindergarten at the you same are. time. So you are. It, it feels and that. Big
1: advantage for your daughter that you're a teacher and able to she wouldn't see it
3: that way no (laughs) she doesn't see it that way you're still yeah exactly (laughs) exactly um she feels like it's it's been unfair for her to have a teacher at home all the time 24 7 um but yeah been at riverside for for five of those years and um and in kindergarten um I moved here from West Tennessee, where I was working at a Montessori school, and whenever I moved here, I started looking around Columbia, and Riverside was just one of those schools that really popped out just for its community and the tone and culture of the building, and I was very excited whenever um, I got the job there.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I have a personal uh, belonging to Riverside because my children went there, and then we moved to a different area, and they went to a different school. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like Riverside Elementary School for a lot of reasons. I get worried every time it floods, though.
3: Uh, It's it's our own personal swimming pool. It's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right in the backyard. (laughs) The kids get so excited. (laughs) Because I've seen the water from a lot when we have a lot of rain, when the river rises, come really close to the school. Mm -hmm. At
2: one time, Reggie, did they not move the school? Uh, That's correct. The uh, the Riverside building that exists now is actually the second building. Uh, The first building was uh, closer to what's now our staff parking lot. Okay, and uh, that building did uh, flood a lot. They had a basement, and a cafeteria was in the basement, and um, that was under water quite often during during the years. And then the early '80s, they rebuilt the building. Okay, and a little bit a higher plane now. Uh, Since it's been rebuilt, has waters got close to getting inside? Has not yet. Uh, one funny story was that we were getting our side parking lot redone a couple of years ago, and they were unearthing a lot of area beside the building. And uh, actually, the basement of the old building still existed. Oh no! And uh, yes, I actually jumped down to the bottom of it and, and walked around the flooring of the old basement of the old building. Oh wow! And uh, it, it was a very unique experience. They, did, and, uh, did they fill it in? Uh, yes, they filled it in naturally with gravel and stuff. Okay. We were, so we won't have any, you know, sinking. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Wow, I did not know that. Um, I, I did know that that used to sit close to the river, but then there was the flooding issues. Um, you currently don't have a basement, right? That's correct. Okay. And even in some of the, the highest waters I've seen in our community, and we've had a few years where we've had pretty good, pretty high water, it currently does not
2: come into the school. No, it, it does not. Um like I said, the closest we've so far is that it's maybe coming to our gym doors. Mm-hmm. And uh, used the way our— uh, side parking lots created uh but it is quite funny my first experience with riverside in the flood um i was assistant principal there and uh the bridge was blocked actually it it was blocked off leading from downtown to riverside drive so i had to go across uh 31 and uh when I approached the building, I saw someone on a kayak, and the kayak was actually on our side of the parking lot. And uh, it was I was in awe, actually that you can actually it was deep enough to kayak, but. right? <laughs> kind of scary.
1: Um, fortunately, the, the floodwaters there they don't really anymore do any damage in the Riverside area anymore. All the houses are built up, and uh, you know they're. I mean, the roads sometimes mm. get a little covered, but it's not really too bad. Um, Julia, do you? Recall any floods or, or anything? You no,
3: know, Was it two years ago or yes. was it last year? Um, two, years two years ago, our, it covered our entire playground. And to a kindergarten teacher, I mean, that's...
1: That's devastating. That is
3: devastating. We look forward to that day, no matter what the weather is outside. So to have indoor recess or have to walk the kids around... Um, where there wasn't water that, that was a bit much and I know that that killed our kids as well but it was interesting once the water started to kind of go down to see all of the new equipment that had it had brought over into into oh. our Riverside uh, left deposits a little bit a yeah, little bit so it was, it was interesting um, I know our kids were even I remember some volunteering to go out and clean and you know having to hold them back say no we're just gonna let someone else handle that we don't know exactly what's floated over here but they they were ready to get their playground back as Absolutely. cool as the flood was
1: I think play- Playground or play or you know, recess Mm -hmm. should be at least a couple times a day, (laughs) Reggie. I'm not trying to encourage anything, but I I, it was it was like a pivoting point because you did you worked with your teacher Mm -hmm. when you were Mm -hmm. young, and then you had that little breather of air, Mm -hmm. and then you come back and work with your teacher again, and you learn some more, and do some things, and be disciplined. Then you have another breather (laughs) again, and then come back in and finish out your day. So I think recess was and lunch were great breaks, Mm -hmm. um, for. It's hard to believe I remember
2: that far back, but yeah, mm-hmm. they were great breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's still a lot of, this is actually scientific proof, the uh, the importance of recess for, for kids and learning.
1: I think adults need recess. I agree. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I'm going to totally come work agree. for Reggie one yeah. day. We're going to have recess. <laughs> <laughs> he said, where are you guys going? <laughs> we're going to recess. Yes. <laughs> we'll play some kickball. Kickball. I love kickball. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, um, Riverside Elementary um movement and of the school and everything i'm curious one another thing about the around your school you have a splash pad very mm-hmm. close is that off limits during school time uh well
2: yes yeah, and no <laughs> <laughs> yes it's, it's supposed to be but uh we do use a splash pad area especially when it's not on um uh, we use it a lot to play games with sometimes or okay. have, our field day events um uh, Naturally, uh, after school hours is fair game, and so a lot of our kids go there after school. Right. Uh, in the summertime, kids will play there, at the Splash Pad, walk up to the school and get lunch, and go back to the Splash Pad. So
1: Nice. Yeah. I know my grandkids really, really like the Splash Pad, and once they put that in, they're like, Riverside? 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 Mm. <laughs> and they grandkids, and they don't, they're yeah. from the other side of town. They just know the splash pad. Plus, you got the walking park, and yes. you got the park right across the street. Mm-hmm. It seems like um, that area where Riverside is located has become a central area. You have the, what is it? They have the uh, farmer's market there? Yes, the
2: farmer's is there. Uh, Usually it's there, I think, on um, Thursday. Fridays, Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah.
1: yeah, so it's like this little area that's from when I was young, when my kids were young. Has blossomed into a like a central hub for community activities. The, the boardwalk. I haven't actually walked the river
2: yet. Mm-hmm. I hear it's really cool though. It, it is very. It's, a, it's an incredible walk. Uh, yes, you're really right there in nature, and the way the the uh, walkway is created, you're there right on the river, and you actually can walk underneath the uh, river bridge.
1: Yes, yes, I've seen that. Uh, the, that goes underneath there. Well, we're about to head to break here. Um, we got about a minute left here, Miss Julia where did you go to did you get a teaching degree somewhere or where did you go to school
3: uh western governors university
1: western governors mm-hmm. it's that's...
3: based out of utah but it's, it's oh online. okay
1: i was thinking like the governors up in the, uh, uh up by nashville
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's an online university and um i just felt like that's a program that allowed me to go at a faster pace which which i like so yeah it was, it was a good one.
1: Um, online is definitely easier something i think i could even do now and and further and get a a bigger degree so uh, let's talk a little bit more about riverside elementary after the break thanks for joining us you're on the big yellow school bus wkrm 103.9 fm
0: don't go away big yellow school bus with your host jack cobb with murray county public schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors back you're listening to the big yellow school bus with your host jack cobb with murray county public schools
1: welcome back to the big yellow school bus we are here with riverside Elementary's elementary schools reggie holmes the principal and julia Mosier, kindergarten teacher welcome back y'all thank you um we were talking a little bit about the school and how cool it was and the, and how they moved it and how they rebuilt it and th- things along that line. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the cool things going on at the school right now. Um, Julia, I'm going to put you on the spot and say, what's going on in kindergarten this year that's really big?
3: Um, I'd say balancing between remote learning um, and teaching in person. And we had a fair number of kindergartners that uh, decided to enroll in remote learning in the beginning, and uh, so, trying to navigate through that was a little difficult. I'm um,
1: curious when you say that you had some enroll,
3: because
1: mm-hmm. I have a granddaughter, her name's Ava. Her parents kept her out at the beginning mm-hmm. in remote learning, mm-hmm. and yeah, that didn't work very well for her. No, it didn't go. well. No. I,
3: you know, I heard a few comments from parents. Of, um, I will say I've received a lot more gifts as a teacher this year, um, <laughs> and a lot more praise um, because they in doing it at home. But it is it's a totally different level. I mean, your children are going to your students are going to act a little different um, in the classroom as opposed to how they act at home. So um, I was really impressed with other remote teachers in our school. Um Especially our first and second grade teachers working with those age groups and getting them engaged, keeping them engaged rather um, over a computer screen or even just over a telephone call, uh, along with learning all the new curriculum and everything that came came at us this year. But um, they have really, I would say, the kids especially have been very impressive. They, you know, they came in behind due to closing early last year, and. Just the way that these teachers and students have worked together to catch up, and everyone's—I mean—they're following those rigorous standards on pacing, and it's—it's it's very impressive.
1: I like how Julia keeps saying these teachers, and she's one of them.
3: Uh, well, I just—just just <laughs> observation. It's, yeah, it's yeah, excellent.
1: Um, I think now that my granddaughters in um, in-person teach or learning. Mm-hmm. She and I th- I think I said this once before coach on on another show she doesn't like weekends anymore because there's no school. Oh she loves school so much, and she loves the people she's with and her teacher. She talks about her teacher all weekend. Mm-hmm. She can't wait till Monday morning. Yeah,
3: got to get teacher then. Saturday
1: night and Sunday <laughs> night. She, she, Friday night, Saturday night, she wants to go to bed early because we've got to get up early for school. Oh, mm-hmm. I said, well, you, got, you don't have school tomorrow. Oh, You know, things <laughs> like that. It's just adorable to sit down and listen to my, my granddaughter because I don't think my kids were quite like that. But there's something about... That relationship that she now has with her, her fellow classmates and her teacher in kindergarten.
3: Yeah, it's, it's really important, especially at that age. Um, I had eight that returned to in-person uh, while the rest remained remote. And uh, Tuesday, whenever or Monday afternoon, rather, whenever they found out we were going remote district-wide, um, I had one parent call me to say that, you know, that student had cried they, they wanted uh-huh. to come back to school they they were just not for this they were not allowing it and they were demanding to get up that morning and get their backpack and they were going to get go to school um which means i must be doing something right in that classroom i think for, all for the teachers excited.
1: in this district especially the ones teaching our young children are doing a phenomenal job absolutely it's a calling it's something that's very important and reggie you've got probably so happy to have so many good teachers
2: at your school Yes, I am. I really, I really feel blessed to have so many great teachers. And uh, they come in early and they leave late every day. And uh, there's been times where I have to walk the building around 5:30 and 6 until people go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I might have
1: done that to you a couple times, but you weren't the principal then. But uh, we, we had so much fun doing things after school, different projects and stuff. We like to hang out there. Um, I, I got some notes here about something going on in multiplication.
2: Oh, well, yes, uh, we're making more of a concerted effort for our kids, especially our third and fourth kids are learning multiplication tables. Uh, we noticed some of our fourth graders uh, were needing some help with that when start started school. And it's uh, actually something you're supposed to master in third grade, however, with school ending early. So last year, uh, our kids are a little behind on this. so we make an effort for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is a, the deficit when you leave in March and don't come back. Yeah. And, uh, and so you miss quite a few months.
2: Yeah, and... Also, too, is so unexpected. Uh, we really thought that we'd be back in, you know, after after spring break. Yeah,
1: and we were ended up being out for the rest of the yes. year. Um, you know, we're making up ground and we're and we're doing what we can to keep every, all of our kids on the right level. Um, let's talk about school recognitions. Um, I believe there was something really
2: big that just came your way. Yes, the uh, Department of Education, and uh, along with. Uh, Vanderbilt University we were recognized as, uh, as being a bronze level for our RTIBs which RTIB is, stands for response to intervention and uh, B stands for behavior um, we have students that have some challenging needs socially and emotionally and uh, our teachers have went the extra mile to uh, learn how to handle kids with these uh, these challenges and uh through their hard work, uh, our discipline has gone down tremendously. And actually, uh, each year we've been working with RTIB, uh, our, 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 our truancy and also our uh, discipline has gone down. And uh, I'm expecting this year our, our discipline to be down in single digits. Excellent.
1: And, and I will share that um, Riverside was just one of eight schools that were received recognition on the RTIB. We had uh, Highland Park, McDowell. Howell, Spring Hill High, Joseph Brown, Marvin Wright, and Mount Pleasant Elementary all received recognition for RTIB uh, uh, from the Tennessee Department of Education and Tennessee Behavior Support Project.
2: And uh, if I have a moment, Jack, I'd like to just uh, to give a shout out to uh, two organizations that really helps us out with sure. that. Sure. Uh, one is Mental Health Co-op. We have a uh, a counselor in the building and. Uh, she spends a lot of time with our kids and also with our staff as far as training. What's her name? Um, Jody. Yes, Jody. Ms. Jody. Yeah, Miss Jody. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, also, um, we do have an ex- we do have a part of extension of Centerstone, and um, her name is Miss Katie. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. And Miss Katie and Jody Herrera.
1: Shout out to Jody and Katie all you do at Riverside Elementary School. It's much appreciated. Shout it out, shout out by your own principal, Mr. Mm-hmm. Reginald Holmes.
2: All right, what else we got? Um, I yeah, mean, i Miss Moser. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Oh, more mm-hmm. shout-outs? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, well, I... I can not say we've been blessed in that we have a lot of people in the community to help us out. Uh, And also people within our own school. Uh, One of our uh, cafeteria ladies, uh, Doris, uh, spent her summer making face masks for our kids uh, in between working, uh, passing out meals.
1: So you got Doris and Miss Peggy Sims making face masks at the school? Yes, that's correct. Are they like designer face masks? I'm I'm, I'm sporting uh, my Tennessee Titans face mask today. Yes. Yes.
2: uh, Miss Sims' uh, face masks that she created for us were in different uh, colors, pastel colors, and so forth. And uh, Doris has paisleys and I think some titan ones and just uh, mm-hmm. a wide range of uh, different items under her mask. Yeah,
1: yeah I re- I really get um, a kick out of all the different face masks you tend to see because people are very expressive. Um, it really scared me at Halloween when I seen some of the face masks that came out for the Halloween time because they had uh, these. Well, they look like faces. Yes. So it almost fooled you that they didn't have a mask on. I was like, whoa, because <laughs> they had these big mouths with, um, uh, I don't know, Halloween kind of themed things. <laughs> um, so you got the Doris making face masks. You got um, Peggy making face masks. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the things with the people that are in the community or the entities in the community churches that are helping them
2: with supplies. Okay. Well, one, uh First Farms and Merchants gave us a lot of school supplies at the beginning of the year and uh big thank you for them. And um Servant Heart Worship uh gave us school supplies and clothes. What was that?
1: Supplies. Servant Heart Worship?
2: Yes. Okay. And then um uh, uh Ricky Broadway and First Methodist Church uh, brought several cases of hand sanitizer and um and then uh not actually we're dealing with school supplies, but Connect Church uh Providing meals for us during our uh, in-service time and also uh, parent-teacher conference time. So they uh. That's they, excellent. Do you have a uh, backpack program or a jetpack program for the weekends? Uh, yes, we have a weekender program, and um, which we send home. Uh, we send send home food over the weekend, and um, we haven't really got got that off the ground this year like we wanted to. Uh, it's a lot of. Details we have to kind of iron out still. On yeah.
1: That. Now, um, I sent out a notice and asking principals if they were interested in the jetpack program being provided by the Well Outreach. Yes. And I believe you said you would like to be on
2: board for yes, that. Yes, I'd be on board for that. Um,
1: that is a excellent
2: program. Currently, I
1: believe there's eleven schools and more signing up every day from the Well Outreach for the jetpack program. And interestingly, on their jetpack, they actually provide five meals in the the backpack for the weekend. So a lot of them were just doing too, and a lot of them were sponsored by our area churches That's correct organizations like Kiwanis and rotary um this just you you the 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 community really comes forward when it comes to helping children um I can't t- say enough about all the the great organizations businesses that come forward and help <clears throat> provide things like
2: the the food the uh, the school supplies, et cetera. Yeah, it's, uh, it's phenomenal. And it also, too, it's, uh, it's kind of great to know that I'm part of this community and, and uh, grew up in this community. And I'm glad to see that how everyone uh, is giving back in, in our community.
1: I, I, I like that. He grew up in this community. I always tell you, I don't want to grow up. I remember that place called Toys R Us? Uh, yes, I remember mm-hmm. that. So was uh, so kid. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I'm 50, but I'm a Toys R Us kid. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd go in there and act like a kid. Um, and my uh, grandkids say, Papa's a big kid because <laughs> I don't want to grow up totally. I mean, you got to be grown up, but you got to also let loose and be a little bit um, young at times. Yes. And- so I, I I do practice that on a regular basis. <laughs> yes. Julia, I know
2: you do that, right?
3: Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> it's a weekend favorite.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a joy working in elementary school. You can always be a kid. That's true. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. I get to play every day.
2: Yes, too. You get that's to play every true. day. That's true. I like that. Yeah. I like that
1: mentality. <laughs> um, so we've got some really great things going on with help for the, the elementary school. Um, you know, with the holidays approaching, um, we have opportunities to help families in need that maybe don't have you know the or that don't have what we are maybe we're blessed and they're not and we can help bless them. Um what do you have going on? Is there to adopt a family or angel tree or anything like that going on? Yes we do.
2: Um we have I've asked both the teachers and asked them to come up with lists and they each to gave me a list of families that they think they may need up. And then uh, that list goes to our gas counselor, uh, Ms. uh Miss Julie Holloway and uh she does a phenomenal job far as coordinate like that and uh, she matches different organizations to help out different families and um, we uh, get a lot, of, a lot of help from local churches uh, connect church has helped us out a lot through the years uh, first family has um, uh, i don't want to me off a lot of names of other of other entities to help us out uh, is there anything going on with Murray regional uh, yes, thank you. Yes, uh, Murray Regional Miss Fox has already contacted us. Okay, and, uh, Miss Yule is already coordinating with her with a list of, list of people. Excellent, and uh, then our our Murray County SRO always has a Shop with a Cop program, which is a very... I've done that. That's yeah, it's, fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, I've been uh, doing things in the community for a while, and I um, actually help out with Blood Assurance, our local blood bank. And we chose one year to help out the Shop with a Cop. Yes. And I got the opportunity to go shopping with the cops. It yes. was so much fun. The, the, the These kids, when they get this opportunity, they don't know they can buy this stuff. They're like...
2: Really? Yeah. Like, can I, can I really pick, can I, can I pick walk with off with that? You know? yeah. yeah.
1: And it's so great yeah. to see their the look on their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like um, Julia gets to experience every day mm-hmm. with the children, and I got to experience it, and it was so amazing. Shop with the cop is a great program
2: put on by our Columbia Police Department. Yeah. Uh, I remember one story um, was with was a kid at Walmart, and the whole time I was noticing he was picking up things, but really was not age appropriate for him and uh come to find out he's actually getting presents for his younger brother isn't
1: that cool he had an opportunity to get stuff for himself and what did he
2: do get for younger brother
1: yeah he thought about his brother who did not have that opportunity Mm -hmm. see that's the way kids are nowadays they they they're they look out for each other and it's their siblings and stuff i've noticed that um my oldest grandson you don't want to mess with his 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 sisters Cause he will really, really take care of you if you try. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, it's okay if they, if okay they can fight each other, but they don't want other people to fight. Fu- exactly. Step in.
1: And then I asked him that. I said, "Well, you guys were just scrapping in the in the family room in the basement, but you get mad at me if I tell her what to do. Well, it's my sister, <laughs> so it's a different mentality. I really like that. Um, um, music uh, is a is a big part of my life. I I was a musician. Um, not so much elementary, but middle school and high school. I played in the band, marching band, concert band. Um, my my uh, oldest daughter was in Columbia Central's band the year they should have won first place at CLC. Yes, I did say that out loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, elementary schools are starting to really get more involved in
2: music, and I love yes. that. So yeah. tell us what you're doing. Uh, we have a new uh, music teacher this year. Her name is Miss Emily Campbell. And um, she has brought a ray of sunshine to our school. And uh, I had opportunity to view one of her lessons uh, last week. And uh, she had third graders uh, using buckets, and she was teaching them how to how to drum using buckets. And these uh, child had their own had their own drumsticks, and she was showing them the, the proper way of holding drumsticks, which I didn't realize there was a certain technique you're supposed to use with oh, drumsticks, but.
1: I uh, mean it's just not grab, grab? It's not just grab, grab. Hit.
2: No, it's actually, yeah. You actually position your hands in a certain motion. And even even hitting buckets, uh, there are certain areas of the bucket that produce different sounds. I found all this out just sitting in 45 minutes observing a lesson. and uh, But the kids were naturally soaking it all in because they were able to participate themselves. Uh, one of the things that we had started, uh, I think it's about week three of it, is that this family has started uh, piano teaching in the morning. So... Uh, That's huge at elementary level. I mean, free piano lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So we have third and fourth graders that come in, uh, a little after seven in the mornings, and they get to go down there to her room, and she has keyboard set up for them. She has a a full scale piano in her room, and uh, they learn how to use the keyboard. Now, this is available to grades, yes, three and four. Three and third and fourth grades, and. Every third and fourth grader gets an opportunity? Uh, if they like. Uh, we've, we've got a nice number of kids that signed up for it. And uh, this, and the kids have really, really caught on to it. And uh, actually, I had a parent uh, send me an email this morning uh, requesting about how can she get in touch with Miss Emily about you know, how to continue this during the time we were out. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I bet, Julia, you teach some sort of type of music in, in kindergarten because music is universal. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't imagine you actually teach how to do music, but you have music involved in your class, I'm sure. Uh,
3: I, have a, I have a drawer of instruments um, that we get out, especially if uh, a book of ours has an instrument. And I can, if I can see that they, they have no idea what that is, I'll pull it out of the drawer and we'll talk about it. We did the triangle last week and how to hold it and how different areas make different sounds. Um, and I, I try to do that as often as I can. So when they go to uh, their music teacher and go tell Miss Emily all about it, she, she has something cool. to
1: talk to them about. Were you, were you a musician Reggie? No, uh,
2: I have no rhythm but I love music. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you could probably sing, right? No, I'm not. I can't sing a no, right? I can't sing. My older Is sister Julia? told me to keep quiet. <laughs>
1: <Julia>? <laughs>
3: um I, I took a few lessons growing up on uh guitar, um flute for some reason came more naturally. Um a little bit of piano, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say uh, definitely before the beginner stage, whatever that right. is. So it's, it's not pretty to listen to.
1: I played um, mostly brass instruments um, mm-hmm. trombone, trumpet, baritone, French horn. The um, only thing I'd never really got good at was tuba. Uh, I, I was. It was the same size as me, if not bigger. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a big instrument. So I kind of avoided it. Um, I'm glad we have opportunities to have music in our classrooms, um, being taught at this level in elementary school. Third and fourth graders getting the opportunity to understand music and be the piano, to be able to understand how. If you want to become a drummer. There's a certain way you have to hold them. Nobody's ever told me that, and I yes. was a musician, but mm-hmm. I didn't play drums, so is I didn't it? pay attention to what the, how the drummer held his sticks. Um, but music is such a universal thing, and it's actually proven that if somebody is um, involved in music, they tend to do better academically. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. And, uh, um,
2: you're right.
1: I think my oldest daughter, who was involved in music, school came natural to her. She didn't have to try hard. She just got straight A's, mm-hmm. but she was a musician, and things just academically,
2: because she was inclined to be a musician, came really good. Yeah, and one thing about music is is that uh, it helps it helps with self discipline. And uh, people don't realize that, but it takes a lot of self discipline to be a musician. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had a very influential director,
1: and if you didn't do what you were supposed to do, he had a little <laughs> shelf with the magic or the uh, the, the chalkboard erasers. Yes. And it would fly at you, and it would leave a little powder mark on your on your on your shoulder if you didn't do what you're supposed to be doing. Um, hey, this is the big yellow school bus. Uh, we're gonna head off to break. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back right after the commercials.
0: Don't go away, big yellow school bus. With your host Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools, we'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools.
1: Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, thebigyellowschoolbus.com. We're on 103.7 FM WKRM. We are here with Riverside Elementary's principal, Mr. Reggie Holmes. Welcome back, Reggie.
2: Thanks for having me back.
1: And an awesome kindergarten teacher, Miss Julia Mosier. Welcome back, Julia. Uh, thank you. Julia, tell us a little bit about what's upcoming in your classes. I know you've told us about some of the things you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you guys doing for the holidays?
3: Um, well, my children want to make more cards. And I say more because uh, for Veterans Day, uh, my kindergartners were, they really wanted to become better writers. That's one of their smart goals. So they wrote uh, cards to our local veterans and sent those out and they've been asking when can we do that again and you know, we can do it anytime so we're going to put together a larger project and they're going to work on that a card every week to mail out but I want them more involved in that actual process so they've really been working hard to learn their sight words and uh, sound out words the best that they can and some of the sentences that they come out with it's, it is pretty adorable how they spell the word love and, and all of that so um, we're going to do that and also dive into uh, sort of a holidays around the world uh, multicultural cultural Christmas celebration without calling it Christmas just to give them a little um, taste of those different cultures and different ideas so as they're writing these cards to different community members they can incorporate some of those new concepts in there
1: that sounds like so much fun
3: it's a lot of fun they really they usually enjoy it so I think this group this year will too
1: I love it uh, seeing the creativity that I see out of the elementary students when I ask for artwork. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for different projects, just to display on the walls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got some very creative young children out there doing art and stuff. Um, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about there's this 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 well known teacher by the name of Miss Seacrest, and she has a project going on. Reggie,
2: you're going to enlighten our audience to what she's doing yes uh miss secrets officially she's our librarian uh but a side job she has is project lead the way uh director for our school and uh project lead the way works with uh kids with stem projects um we were given the opportunity to uh to participate in the grant with our uh, cte coordinator miss Lori brown at the board of education and uh Miss Secrets is going through training now, and that uh, they're doing uh, STEM projects after school, in particular with our 21st century tutoring school students. Um, they're working with things like uh, building small robots and small uh, small electronic projects, and um, science and technology. Yes, science and technology. That's that's the bridge to our future, right there. It is
1: STEM. <laughs> yes, yeah, STEM. Tell me what's going on in the STEM world. I know that this is part of that project. Um, What else are you doing in the STEM world at
2: uh, Riverside Elementary? Uh, Well, I mean, usually every year, we hopefully get to that this second semester, uh, we do a lot of ecology. And uh, in particular, we have a uh, first grade teacher, Ms. Bradley, Sue Bradley Mims. And uh, her class normally does uh, science experiments outside with ecology. And uh, the kids will walk down to Riverwalk area, study different plant life and different animal life that's... uh, to our areas. And
1: another role I had
2: um, not too long ago, we used to take
1: elementary kids down to a local creek. And you could take just 30 foot of creek and discover all kinds of cool things in that creek that they'd never seen before. They'd crossed the creek before because it's very shallow and they have played in it maybe, but they didn't really know what to look for. But when you tell them what to look for and what's in the water and what's actually living down there, it's really kind of cool. STEM, Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics, is one of my favorites for our school district. It's it's through our entire district. Every school touches on STEM. Um, There's one additional part of STEM that is actually changing the name. What is that, Julia? Uh,
3: Art, STEAM
1: arts which makes it steam so science technology engineering arts and mathematics that is huge i love that the the whole steam it sounds like a steam locomotive you know i, I mean stem and steam tell us what you're doing in the realm of arts at riverside elementary
2: well um we have our teacher uh his first year with us miss Emily massics and uh the kids earlier, we've been working on uh, face masks. So they all have uh, their own Picasso-like face masks. They're up on the walls. So the walls is outside. I outside believe the- I
1: have a few of those at central office on the wall right now. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I asked for some artwork and I stopped by your school and picked some up and they were some artwork of face masks very very creative yes
2: very creative uh, uh you'd be amazed what the even the kindergarten and pre-k kids have come up with and uh, just um utilizing our utilizing our community even last week uh our kids for our went out there and collect leaves and uh they came back in and and drew and also um you know the, press, the pressing of the leaves into the paper. Yes, yeah, so they, yes.
1: and then you kind of draw over draw top it, of it. it, it picks yes. up every detail of that leaf. Yes.
2: Yeah, and leaves are quite intricate. It is, and uh, you know, there's so much you could be taught just about with things just, just around you. And it's a lot. It's one thing that we talk to our parents about, uh, even things that you do around the house, just as far as uh, the laundry, especially cooking, cooking things in the kitchen. There are a lot of learning experiences there for kids and uh, let kids ask you questions as you you do those household chores.
1: I think parents would be real happy to know you're teaching kids how to do laundry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you mean you're teaching them about laundry? I'm teaching about laundry. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, man, if they yeah. could actually teach them to do the laundry, we, that uh, would uh, help,
2: too. At least we can tell them not to se- be sure to separate wise anyway.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's very important. Um, so we got um, STEM, which is slowly, surely going to be advancing into STEAM. Um, but science, technology, engineering, mathematics are, are amazing. Um, now, we talked a little bit earlier how important recess is. Um, but what is a part of recess that I'm and you might be able to do? Like, say it's really bad weather and there's, it's raining, or it's just too cold, um, and then you have to do inside. You also have a PE teacher, physical education teacher.
3: Mm-hmm. We do, we do. Uh, so if we have an indoor recess day, he um, luckily our gym is empty during kindergarten's recess time, so we'll take our classes in there and. Even though part of that time is during his lunch break, he'll run in and he'll come play with the kids or interact with them for a little bit. And he's I will say he's great with um, especially our lower elementary children. Um, but he usually he'll get them in there, get them active, keep them active and they thoroughly enjoy it. And they know the importance of it. Um, so yeah, if we doubled up our recess time. I don't, I don't think I'd be opposed, and neither would they. They'd be pretty happy.
1: Well, I don't have that decision-making power, but yeah. it's still a great idea. Um, physical education, PE—I uh, like to call it that. It's a little bit easier. Um, was something that, you know, as a, as a early uh, in school in elementary school, kind of was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you got into it, and you started to learn that there were some really cool things. Um we mentioned you mentioned kickball. Yes. I mean, what a fun game. It is. And and it doesn't take very much to play kickball.
2: No. I mean, he's the ball really.
1: <laughs> you know, and it and this the whole thing with the physical education PE classes at Riverside Elementary, um now are they done even in nice weather weather where that is it a regular part of their
2: curriculum where they're going to have some PE? Yes, uh all classes at least I have one PE class per week and um where our schedule runs, on Fridays, each nine weeks, uh, a class will have two PE classes for nine weeks. Okay. Uh, they'll repeat PE again on Friday. And uh, our PE teacher, Justin Northcutt, uh, does a very good job far as uh, individualizing lessons per classroom. So he talks to the teachers and asks them what's going on in their classroom. And he tries to free, tries to incorporate some of that in his, in his PE lessons. Um, one of the things that uh, I, I've I had the kids were counting as they were jumping rope one day and I was asking why they were doing that. And, and he was telling me, you know, well, the pre-K teacher told me they need to work on counting, on counting one to five. So, and this, my counting count number jumps, jump, make makes sense. Makes it fun. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, he also uses them, you know, everything's around him. I mean, uh, the Riverwalk area is a good place for PE and, uh, he takes the kids out there often and, uh, let them walk, and also to uh, exercise you can do outside uh, he heavily heavily does that. Uh, one thing he doesn 't do though, and i 'm glad he doesn 't do is utilize the exercise equipment on the river riverwalk i 'm glad he doesn 't take kids over there <laughs> yeah that's probably be a,
1: okay um, let's let 's talk a little bit about outside of your school here your 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 road is not real busy it 's a residential area. Um, do you have a regular crossing guard? Uh yes I do. Uh his name is Mr. Hugh Mitchell.
2: And um uh I like to give shout outs to these guys yeah. because they're out there. Mr. Hugh's out there and uh in, in all types of weather. Yeah. Uh, and, hot, uh, cold, it don't matter raining. Yes. And he's out there twice a day in the mornings and the afternoons. Yep.
1: Friend of mine uh, he's retired and he wanted to keep busy and he lives in Chapel Hill. So he contacted them about becoming a crossing guard, and he just loves
2: it. Yes, he says I get summers off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Mitchell, they mentioned about getting the summers off at 11 air par, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one th- but he does talk about though how he loves the way uh, the kids and the parents uh, respect him and the way that they just they, they dote on him. Uh, even uh, Christmas time, you know, parents would walk by and and uh, hand them Christmas presents and so forth, just yeah. thanking him for his hard work.
1: Well, I like to shout out to the, the people that help keep our children safe, to slow down the cars that aren't paying attention, because these are some precious lives walking across the street here and getting out of cars and stuff and preparing for their day and leaving it at the end of the day. Um, the Thanksgiving break uh, is officially starting on Monday. Um, so I like to say, what are you thankful for? Julia, what what it, just randomly out of out of there right now? Pick something to tell us what you're thankful for.
3: Uh, I'm thankful for my family uh, and the support that I've had, uh, especially this school year, um, and the support I've had to help with my daughter and remote learning and all of that. But that's that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, I'm also very thankful for the staff that I'm working with through, yeah. through this difficult time. Riverside's it's been, an awesome been very school. great.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Reggie, give me something real quick. What are you thankful for? Uh, I'm thankful for
2: all the kids at Riverside being safe and healthy.
1: Absolutely. I am thankful for the work in a district with such fabulous people like Ms. Julia Mosier and Mr. Reggie Holmes. Um, you guys do amazing things. You're shaping our future with our children, and we appreciate you very much.
2: Thank you, Jack. Thank
1: you. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. I'm Jack Cobb, your school bus driver. Thank you for joining us, and we will catch you next time.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 7 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 a.m.